and a warm welcome to the final whistle. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes. Well, we are halfway through this semi-final clash and it is advantage Newcastle. Dean Hammond and Paul Belverston are back with us to discuss the match. Uh, certainly a good one for the neutral, Paul. Uh, seemed to have it all that game. How did you assess the match? Gutted to be talking about another defeat. I thought there was an awful lot of positive for Southampton. Um, I was really hoping that noisy lot there were going to have a very miserable 13-hour journey home, but uh, not to be. I think the key is that we can see progression, progress from Nathan Jones's side now. After the, the real lows at the start, Brighton and Forest, these last few performances, you can see that there is a plan there and that it's getting better every game, that there is development there, that the players are really taking on board these ideas, that they're playing with aggression, they're playing with intent, there's good performances all over the pitch, really impressed with Charlie Alcaraz on his first start here today, um, I thought Sekumara set the tone, was was wonderful as well, they are, they're not making it easy for opponents, they're creating or causing problems and creating chances for themselves again now, so it's the tie is still alive, that was the main thing, the main intention that we came in here wanting to say in this show. We've got that, there's an awful lot of work to do at St James's, it's going to be very tough, but you know, it's it's still open, the, the, the chance is still there for a place in the final. Yeah, I think that's the key, isn't it, Dean? The tie is still very much alive. Uh, talk us through your thoughts on that performance. Well, exactly, that tie is still alive, so that's the main thing. It was second half it was a brilliant it was a brilliant cup game it was fantastic to watch it had everything opportunities goals disallowed goals tackles um, it was a really really good cup tie so Southampton need to be proud of themselves and I'd agree with Paul what we can see is progression Southampton played well tonight really did some players you know Adam Armstrong coming to the pitch that's the best I've seen him I thought he was fantastic I, I don't think the goal should have been disallowed I'm sure we'll talk about that um, I thought Diallo was magnificent in the centre of midfield the, the amount of times he wins the ball back the unselfish work he does I thought he was fantastic and we can see as a group how Nathan wants them to play now Paul said it they're aggressive they run the front foot um, defensively they look strong they don't create they don't um, concede too many chances and I don't think that was the case tonight Newcastle probably had one or two um, and then maybe could have got one or two at the end which a little bit of naivety from Southampton at that point when they went down to 10 men but the tie is still alive and that's important and going to St James's Park at 1-0 is still on the cards you know you go up there you get an early goal or you keep it at 1-0 for a long time and their crowd get a little bit nervous because they'll be desperate to get into a final they haven't won silverware for a long time there's an expectation on the group and the, the, the club to get to the final now especially with the lead so you never know so it's still open the players played well and I think they deserve more so Paul used the word gutted. I'm gutted for the players and I'm gutted for, for Nathan because they played really, really well tonight and there's real improvement. So I've, that hope continues to grow in me. So gutted for the players. They didn't deserve to, to lose the game. Didn't probably deserve to win it, but I think a draw would have been a fair result tonight. Well, before we get into more detail on the game, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solon. Welcome to St Mary's on a huge night for Southampton and Newcastle United. Willocks into the penalty area, goes inside Lianco, narrow angle, right foot shot, saved, the follow-up blocked, and then eventually put in by Joe Ellington. And the referee has blown for a free kick, and it won't count. 
squares it to Alcaraz. He does like a shot. 25 yards and Pope almost makes a mess of it. Spins off his hands and goes out for a corner. Gets it to the byline in the box. Pulls it about the six-yard area. Got to be. Oh, my goodness me. It's been skied over the bar from four yards out by Joe Ellington. Alcaraz, and Alcaraz plays a perfect through ball. And here's Shea Adams. Shea Adams in the penalty area. Saved by Pope with his left foot. Tried to place it past him. Can Ward-Prowse deliver? Right-footed into the box. Nodded down by Lianco. On the turn. Volley from Adams saved. And the follow-up from Adam Armstrong blocked. Isak turns to Chiletasar way too easily. He's in the box at the bottom. Pulls it back. And that is 1-0 to Newcastle. And this time there is no mistake made from Joe Ellington and arrived in the six-yard area at the right time. Shea Adams' header goes up, comes out to Adozi, lobs it back in, Armstrong tries to get there, and it's gone in! And Adam Armstrong, the Newcastle boy, has scored against his hometown club! He hits his hand. I'm watching the replay, I'm not it sure I can even say that. his hand there, Adam. Referee says, free kick, and it's still 1-0. And he's got full skates on now. The Frenchman skips past two. And Chetasar says he didn't do anything wrong. But I think he's got to be careful. He's been booked. And that's the second yellow card for Duya Chetasar. And that's a lovely ball through for Isak. Pazunu's who's got to do something here. He's gone round him, but it's narrow. And he's hit it into the side netting. Half-time in this cup tie. Full-time in the first leg. Well, not much to write home about from that first half, but we know how much you love to discuss disallowed goals. Uh, one for you to discuss in that period. It went in Southampton's favour. What was your verdict on it? Yeah, so what happened? I'm getting distracted by the very loud Newcastle fans. So um, I looked it up on the uh, the FA website, the handball law. The law. I don't know if it's changed because they often change the wording or or tweak or or whatever. I thought first of all. You know, Joe Willock has done very well down that left-hand side of Newcastle. He's cut inside Lianco, he's put the ball across. Gavin Mazzunu's made a good save, but the ball is very much alive on the edge of the six-yard box. And Mohamed Salasu has played a blinder. It was him against four Newcastle attackers. They were all there, he's got in the way, and then the ball has popped up, and then it's sort of it's hit Joe Linton on his sort of lower arm midriff at the same time now the law whether it's always been this or whether it's just been clarified for this season or recently it says that it is handball the goal has to be ruled out if you score immediately after the ball has hit your arm whether that's accidental deliberate it doesn't matter so that that had to be ruled out because the referee said it's hit his arm the debate now seems to be that Newcastle uh, fans and pundits. I saw Shea Given, Les Ferdinand have been very vocal about this. I can't think why, you know, with their black and white tinted spectacles. They are saying that some of the angles suggest the ball didn't hit his arm, it was just midriff. I've looked at 10 angles many times. I can't say for sure that it didn't hit his arm, or it did. If the on field referee has said that's handball, it definitely shouldn't have been. Uh, overturned and said yes it was a goal I don't think anyone looking at those pictures because ultimately you're looking at a TD, 2D image you can't see for sure there is you know and there's it's just too vague we got the right decision there in the end I think
course, more controversy to come later on in the match, which we will come on to in just a moment. But, Dean, I want to get your thoughts on Charlie Alcaraz. He made his first start in a Saints shirt. Of course, a brilliant shot that, that Pope had to stop towards the end of the first half. What did you make of his performance tonight? Brilliant. Fantastic. For an 18, 19-year-old, what a performance. Um, the energy that, he's ha that he had in the game, the confidence he had on the ball, um, the willingness to, to get forward, um, the understanding to do his defensive duties for such a young man is really, really important. Um, he'll be gaining Nathan's trust all the time because it's such an important area to play in that, that, that part of the field. He was excellent in possession, never stopped running all night, had that strike in the, in the first half which had really good movement on, but that uh, responsibility and willingness to, to take that on. You know, it was probably Southampton's first shot at goal in that first half of any real meaning. And then the pass for Shea Adams in the, in the second half. What a pass. You know, later on in the game, still had that energy, still had that vision. So an excellent performance. We saw glimpses of it when he came on against Everton. He looks like he's, he's really wants to get forward and create chances and, and get a goal so it looks like he's been a really really good signing put a very very good performance in in tonight and I thought the midfield three were excellent like I mentioned Diallo was very very good James Ward-Prowse again led by example um, and they put a real shift in against a very very good Newcastle team so a brilliant uh, first start for him and long may it continue. Paul, Dean touched on it there that through ball that Alcaraz plays for Shea and forces the stop out of uh, Nick Pope in goal and it was one of those times not for the first time this season where we've said if only that had gone in Absolutely, I mean what a wonderful ball so beautifully weighted it went between the two defenders Shea didn't have to break stride or anything, the problem is Shea had too long to think about it I think, he took three touches before shooting, two touches before shooting and you could see that was a striker lacking in a bit of confidence he's not had too many chances this season certainly in recent weeks since the restart for example and the ones he has had he's either snatched at them or he doesn't look he's never looked the most natural finisher in that position but you know when he is on a run and he does tend to score in clusters he would have struck that much more cleanly he would have perhaps taken one touch fewer and given Pope no chance but it was one of those you never, I certainly never felt particularly confident when he was in that position because he had too long to think about it. A couple of minutes later, there was a sort of more instinctive chance in the penalty area where he, he spun and, and, and forced a save out of Nick Pope. He didn't have time to think about that. That was just instinctive and, and he was a little bit more unlucky there. But, you know, it's one of those where Shea Adams is a, is a player of great quality. He just needs that regaining of confidence and then goals will come again but with the likes of Alcaraz in the team giving more balls like that oh, more chances are going to come and then the goals will come Absolutely. Uh, well 73rd minute Newcastle did take the lead Dean uh, please could you talk us through that one Well it came in an unfortunate time because Southampton were really on top and having a really good spell in that, in that second half creating chances, were camped in Newcastle half, I thought they were passing the ball really really well, looked confident I mean, looked really, really strong, and I thought they, they were the team that were going to go on to get the goal. But it came from Newcastle having a bit of spell possession, switched the play a couple of times, got the ball wide, and then Shiletta Shah's just a little bit over-eager. He, he wants to try and win that tackle, where really, if he just gets goal side, and he's, I can't remember what Newcastle players, he just sends him back towards his own goal, makes, yeah, makes him play backwards or sideways. 
but he gets him, he spins him, and he's like so quick, you know, and then he's towards the byline, and you have to say it's quality from him because he picks Joe Linton out. Um, it's a really, really good pass. You see players in that position where they panic or they hit it too hard or they pull it back too far, but he waits. He's really composed, and he waits for Joe Linton, and I've got... I promise you, when that ball's come to Joe Linton, he's a little bit nervous himself after missing that one probably 10 minutes earlier on his left foot again. But he stayed composed and he just put it into an empty net. So disappointing because Southampton were really on top then in the ascendancy and I thought they were going to be the team to, to score. But Newcastle, you can see, a bit harsh to say the difference, but the substitutions, the impact, the players they bowled on, um, some maximum came on, had a real impact as well. You can see they're moving up going to come one of the bigger clubs and that made a difference tonight fresh legs quick pace and that was just a moment where Shaletta Shah with his experience should just know goal side send him backwards and I don't think the goal will happen well, Paul we've got another disallowed goal for you to talk us through now because just minutes after Newcastle went in front Adam Armstrong thought he'd equalise but VAR had other ideas yeah, it was a tremendous response um, and not just from the players either because you know we're hearing a lot of noise from the Newcastle fans now but the Southampton fans today were magnificent right from the off the first 10 minutes it was all Southampton it was so noisy St Mary's and then that spell that Newcastle had in the second half that Southampton sort of weathered a little bit but then they were given a big boost by the crowd again then they were attacking, Newcastle took the lead, Southampton fans again responded and I think they deserve a great deal of credit. But then down on this right-hand side, Adam Armstrong, James Ward-Prowse, they, they nicked the ball, moved it forward and Southampton were really good at that throughout the game, putting pressure on, being aggressive, nicking the ball, moving forward. I don't think we've seen Southampton play so many forward passes and, and driving forward as often as they, they did in this game. The ball went out to the left-hand side, it came back in and... and Again, it was, it's one of those where you can feel hard done by, but after what happened to Newcastle, because this definitely did again hit Adam Armstrong's hand as it went in, it might even have gone in directly off his hand, but there was certainly a sort of a, a, a little bit of a, a jumble with Dan Byrne. There was a, a bit of hand involved, and so obviously they, they ruled it out. And I think you have to go back to the, uh, the handball rule again. Because it's gone in directly after hitting the hand, it has to be ruled out. But blimey, it's cruel, isn't it? Another VAR that's gone against Southampton. There is no luck going this club's way at the moment. So surely that's going to turn soon. It's got to, hasn't it? And we need a bit of a rub of the green for yeah. sure. Um, well, another big moment in the match was when Shaletta Saar was shown a second yellow towards the end of the second half. But Dean, perhaps crucially, the score remained 1-0. I mean, a second would have given Southampton a mountain to climb, wouldn't it? So how do you assess the tie as it stands going into next week? Well, like you say, Kenzie, really important that it stayed 1-0 as, as a maximum, really. Uh, and Shaletta Shah made the right decision then so Maximum was in full flow um, he's a dangerous player when he's running at you at, at that pace and his body movement his balance is so good and he just sent Shaletta Shah the wrong way and he stuck a foot out but rightly so otherwise he's through on goal and potentially it's 2-0 and like you say that the tie is over then um, but like you say it's it's in the balance it really is I, I know it's easy for us to stay from here and the players will be in the dressing room and they'll be disappointed because of the effort they've put in and, and they're losing the game and they're losing the tie. But you go to St James's Park and the atmosphere will be brilliant. It'll be electric to start with, but if Southampton, the bonus Southampton now is defensively they're strong. So they're not conceding two, three, four goals anymore. So they're always in games. It's whether 
when they get those opportunities, they can take one of them. And if Southampton can stay in the game, be patient, say defensively strong, the Newcastle fans are still singing, but if <laughs> say stay defensively strong, and when they get those openings, because they will, every game you get an opportunity and take them and be a little bit more ruthless, or like Paul said, get a little bit of luck where a decision goes from a penalty, um, a, a goal that maybe shouldn't be then they're back in the tie and the players will believe because they've played against a good Newcastle team tonight and they've tested them and they've pushed them all the way and I promise you those Newcastle, Newcastle players will be in that dressing room and they know they've been in the game they'll be tired and they'll be know that this tie is not over so look I look forward to it it's difficult and it would have been easier uh, if it had been level but they're still in this Well let's hear from Nathan Jones now here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game you got to be clinical at one end and then really disciplined in the other and, and, and look, we weren't either and that's that's a frustrating thing. These are these are top side, really, really good side um, in terms of everything they do and uh, and physical, big, athletic, you know, and they're, they're a side we'd like to turn into in terms of in terms of everything. But I'm proud of my team, proud of the performance. I'm just disappointed that, that we lost the game, especially in the manner that we did. Frustrating that the goal comes at a time when you were really on top, and it looked like you might be the ones to get the breakthrough at that stage. And that's happening to us, you know. It happened to us on the weekend as well, and that's the thing we got to eradicate, you know, in terms of that. It's it's something that we really have to eradicate because we were really in the ascendancy. We 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 pinned Villa back in. We were excellent in in everything that we done. We scored. We had a great chance. Adam Armstrong. Then we scored. And then out of nothing, they get a free kick, and then we, we go to sleep, and, and that's a frustrating thing at the minute. So we are putting in levels of performance that I'm happy with, that are improvement, that the, that we are going in the right direction, and then we're just shooting ourselves in the foot with moments, and that's killing us. You, you think you've equalised tonight, and then another tough moment with VAR ruling out as well. It just seems to be going that way for you at the moment. It is every little call, and, and the thing is, the on-field decisions are going for us, and it's just the VAR which are ruling it out. So it's you know it's it's got to be clear and obvious errors tonight. Tonight, no problem. Saturday, you know we're really frustrated with that, and and that's what's going on for us at the minute. But we we have to make sure that we're you know we have to keep 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 working, keep improving because we are becoming a better team. Well, it's another cup game for Southampton next time out, Paul, in the FA Cup. They've got Blackpool at home. How do you think Nathan Jones will approach that one? I think he'll make some changes, but again, absolutely going out to win it. You know, managers don't ever put out teams to, to throw away cup tie. I know some don't uh, take it nearly as seriously as others, but this will be another good opportunity to build confidence, build development and progression and everything again. He will mix it up, I'm sure. You know, I think I'd like to see Mislav Orsic start again because he was quiet today, didn't see much of his quality. So that will be another good opportunity to to get him a bit of confidence and, and, and get used to everything that it takes in this division. Blackpool are struggling. They've got a new manager. I think it's Mick McCarthy's first game in charge. So, you know, he'll make sure that it's a big battle out there. But... There was a lot of character on show today and a word for Jan Bednarek, by the way, who came on to some booze because of what's happened with his move to Villa and what he said about it. He's come back and he's clearly come back with the attitude that he wants to help this club stay in the Premier League and do what we can in the Cups. As soon as the red card happened and he came on, he was on at every defender saying, right, focus, this is what we've got to do. And at the end of the game, he went. He did a lap of the, the pitch and was applauding everyone. It would be very easy for him, after some of the reaction, to just go and hide. 
but Southampton need more characters, more outgoing personalities at the moment. Establish, you know, really stamping themselves on the uh, on on matches in all competitions, and wins breed confidence, and that's how they're going to get out of trouble in the Premier League. That's how we're going to enjoy more success and more more great atmospheres and, and nights like we've had tonight, but with a positive result. Most definitely. I mean, it is another big day for the club on Saturday, Dean. So what are your early thoughts ahead of facing Blackpool? Like Paul's just said there, it's a game that um, it'd be brilliant for, for, for Southampton to, to win and put another performance in and continue that progress that, that Nathan um, has put into the group. Um, a chance to utilise a squad and get more minutes in, into players, but also have in the back of his mind the, the, the following Tuesday for, for the second leg of this. So... It's an interesting one for him because he'll know it's a home game and he'll want to win. He'll want to continue win and like Paul says, you win games, it breeds confidence. You feel better about yourself. The training ground atmosphere feels better. You go into games looking forward to, to winning. And if you don't put a performance in against Blackpool or you lose the game, it's difficult then and there's a negativity around the group. So I could see Nathan putting a really strong team out, maybe 50, 60 minutes for some players, making four or five changes, utilising the squad but winning the game go out win the game entertain the crowd win to it score some goals and enjoy it go, and then go into the game with that fresh mindset thinking right okay let's take this to Newcastle we've got nothing to lose they're expected to win and you know you can turn it around great stuff well Dean Paul thank you so much for joining us on Saints Live and the final whistle tonight well that's it from a raucous night here at St Mary's but it is advantage Newcastle at the halfway point of this Carabao Cup semi-final clash next up it is Blackpool at home in the FA Cup before a trip to St James's Park with a place at Wembley up for grabs we'll have another Saints Live for you then so enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you soon bye for now